All right. Welcome to Rationalist Propaganda with Skull and Hattie. Uh, we're your host, and uh, today we're just going to be introducing the kind of the, the show, uh, giving you a, an idea of what to expect, and uh, just giving uh, just some opportunities to interact with us and to hopefully come on the show. So, without further ado, uh, let's hit you with the intro, and here's Rationalist Propaganda. Mary's an animal, as sick as they come Taste of a cannibal, on top of a tongue She'll fill you with love and then, drink out your blood She's trying to kill me but I just want your All right, Skull. So uh, the main idea of the show, and I think actually the title kind of aptly describes it, is that we want to get into the ideas of why people think what they think and why people believe what they believe. We also want to get into the idea of disagreeing uh, respectfully with people, you know. So um, what are some of the main what, – what are some – conversations that uh people can look forward to on the show school oh yeah i mean i yeah i absolutely agree with you um that what we're about here is cultivating discussion you know in an environment where we can just go through and really examine um the different bases people are coming from and um what's uh affecting our judgment but also just how we arrive at the conclusions we arrive at you know, um, we were thinking kind of about the um, the Socratic circle, you know, from traditional Greek culture where people would just come together, you know, maybe after a day in the market, just they'd talk and they'd listen and they'd just, uh, you know, hear, um, you know, wisdom from the old dudes or just like talk about the things that were on their mind, you know. So I think that's kind of the format we were going off of. Um, yeah, so... I think uh, in the next couple of weeks here, we're going to be discussing things like uh, the science and the history behind drugs, particularly in America. Um, you know, uh, we should have a an entrepreneur in the field on for that one. So that'll be interesting. <laughs> but, a dealer. Um, right? Yeah. Yeah. In, in the parlance of our times, a dealer. Um, yeah. So basically the idea of this is just rationalism, you know, uh, is really discussing the things that are important, you know, not trying to kill the passion of that, but um, also trying to understand where someone else is coming from and just maybe learn something along the way. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, I think the cool thing here is that um, we both come to it with the perspective of we feel like we have beliefs, like strong beliefs uh, about what is true. But I think uh, having honest conversations with people about what they think and being able to listen and hear out other people, I think you can learn a lot. And uh, I think we're probably both excited for um, just learning from other people along the way, as well as sharing what we think, which I think is an important part of, uh, of society. I think a lot of times, you know, when it comes to religion and politics and philosophy, uh, what many would deem the taboo topics uh, that you wouldn't want to discuss with family or people unless you're not going to feel judged. I think these are the topics that are kind of needed to be discussed in our society for us to experience progress 
and for people to challenge their own beliefs, you know? So I think uh, it, it excites me to uh, have this way to kind of share these conversations with other people and to, uh, to get to hear from more people. So one thing that's pretty big is uh, if you're, if you have a strong opinion about philosophy, religion, politics, a specific issue, a specific, you know, theology or viewpoint. Uh, we would love to hear from you and bring you on the show and talk to you about it. Um, but along the way with that, uh, we're going to be asking you why you think that, which I don't think is unfair at all. Uh, but we're, we are going to, we're not going to, you know, come at you or like try to criticize your belief system, but we are going to try to um, kind of get to the why you think that. Because I yeah. think that's really important. And, and speaking of why is I think really the reason for the podcast is if it could be dichotomized into a trying to arrive together at some objective truth, um, figure out where that is and what's gray area. And I think the other part, uh, you know, B would be, um, yeah, just really uh, the purpose of rehumanizing those who stand in opposition to us ideologically. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's the, the really interesting thing is that I think in our society today, it's really easy to put uh, a lot of people in this certain category of like just absolute villains or tyrannical people who, who could never do anything redeeming. Mm. Um, and then there's the rest of us who are, you know, good, honest people or something like that. And I think the interesting thing is that in reality, we all do good and bad. And yeah, it's it's kind of uh, it's on a sliding scale. I mean, we don't, all don't commit murder, or, um, you know, rob a bank or anything. But you know, we all do good and bad to some degree. And I, I think it's it's good to not not see somebody who's done terrible things as only ever a bad person, or somebody who's done a few great things as only ever a good person, because that you know, either side of that really takes away from the human that that person actually is, right? You, you'd agree with that, right, Skull? Yeah, and I think um, we don't even need uh, an excuse on par with morally reprehensible actions of someone's past nowadays to discredit or uh, dehumanize them. You know, I think it's really just if we are passionate about an issue which does matter and someone holds the opposite viewpoint, often that's all it takes to see them as, as you were saying, you know, a villainous character or just wholesale ignorant or um, incapable of, you know, really caring about um whatever our basis is, you know, for that, that opinion. And I think something too with that um, is that, you know, it's, it's hard for people to hear, especially the people that we tend to villainize in our society. It's hard for them to hear anything that we have to say when we discredit them as a human being, you know, like you kind of can just mute people at that point because you're so angry and you have such an emotional response. But I think, I mean, not that emotional responses are bad because emotional uh, emotions are important to uh, to everyone. And, and, you know, it's part of our experience here. But um, I think I think, you know, we have, you know, kind of a responsibility for how we speak to other people and how we converse with them. And if we want to be heard, I think the way we're going to speak to them is as a human being. I mean, sometimes, obviously, um, it is called for to be very uh, upfront and 
kind of abrasive with somebody. But, but I think most of the time uh, it's important to um, kind of speak to them uh, in a way where they don't, they don't feel villainized and you can get to the core issues rather than, um, you know, just kind of hitting back and forth on these, like, you know, just trying to shred one another on Twitter or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But um, what are, uh, you know, what are some of the things um, that you're passionate about school? Uh, I wasn't prepared for that one. Uh Yeah, I kind of just dropped a nuke on you there. Sorry. No, that's cool. You know, um, I think I'm passionate about uh, health, you know, about the pursuit of that individually and as a community. Um, You know, I think that plays out in a couple of different ways um, where I'm sure that colors the way I view the the argument on like healthy weight and representation there. But um, also things like, you know, food deserts in urban communities. Uh, yeah, pretty yeah. Pa- pretty passionate about. Um, uh, I'm also pretty passionate about the founding principles of uh, liberty that of this country. You know, of um, the Enlightenment philosophies of the social contract and uh, just laws. You know, checks and balances that the people hold the true power of the nation. You know, that's something that's uh, pretty important to me, coming from a. Uh, more libertarian bent. Uh, what about you, Hattie? Yeah, I, I, I think that's interesting. I come from more of a liberal bend when it comes to politics. Um, I would probably describe myself as a demo or a social Democrat. Um, but I think one of the things I really uh, tend to agree with you on is the idea and the importance of freedom. And I think we look, we look at that very differently. But um, I think I think a lot of like what you just said about the founding fathers, I think they got a lot of it right in like in the the wording um, in the Constitution and some of the First Amendments, like the First Amendment. I completely wholeheartedly agree with freedom of religion, freedom of speech. Um, But for some reason, I feel like they could not connect. The hum- like they got a lot of those liberties that they wanted to um, place into this country, but they couldn't connect the humanity of, you know, women and other races and other just other peoples. It was kind of this. I, I think they had kind of the um, appropriate view of liberty for white males, but kind of for everybody else, it was it was a letdown, you know, it, it, they weren't humanized in the same way by uh, the original legislature. So I, I think, yeah, go ahead. Oh yeah. I, I'm just going to say, I wouldn't necessarily disagree with that. Yeah. I, I wouldn't think you would. I, I was just clarifying my viewpoint on that. Cause I think, I think it's important when you bring up, you know, when we bring up the founding fathers, that um, because like a lot of people today are starting to see them as just you know tyrannical villains, and then a lot of people today also like blindly like view them as heroes. And it's like, well, what did they what did they get right? You know, they got right the idea that people should be able to speak their mind, people should be able to, um, you know, believe what they want to believe, but uh, they didn't get right how broad that that um the scope of people is they seem to just very much focus it on a certain group, you know? 
So I think yeah. that's, that's a that's a problem. And I think that's something we need to discuss to have an accurate viewpoint of history. Something I think we both are passionate about is looking back at history and learning from it. Would you yeah. agree? Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. What, what, what are some of your favorite historical uh, moments, Skull? I'm a big fan of uh, the Greco-Roman era, particularly um, the Peloponnesian Wars, um, you know, the whole Athens, Sparta, um, that conflict, but also just uh, I'm also a big fan of the Greek conquest of Egypt and then the subsequent conquest of Greece by Rome. I just I find those to be pretty interesting. Um, so you're a big fan of 300. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> Not really. I've seen it like halfway through and I, I, didn't, uh-huh. I didn't dislike it. Um, yeah, it wasn't. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's not made to be accurate. It's made like, um, what well, was that other movie? They made Troy. It was also fun, if not the most accurate. But um, yeah, I definitely say that era, just on account of uh, you know, the interesting and like fundamental concepts of Greek philosophy, Greek historians, um, the way they were the first to really start intermingling with the Eastern world. Yeah, it's probably my favorite era. Which makes sense with kind of the theme that we're talking about, the kind of the, the way that open uh, open disagreement kind of started in, I mean, as we seem to understand at this point in, in ancient Greece and discussing like philosophy and things of that nature. Yeah. Um, one thing that I'm really into is, is the uh, Reformation mm-hmm. and looking into 